you got to unleash the power of the pyramid. Whatever's in the timer. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the One Nation Radio Podcast. We are going to discuss Black Panther today. Yes, Anyone sir. happy? You want to clap? Yes, I want to clap. I love it. It's yes, fantastic. Sir. I'm so happy about this movie. I love this movie so much. God damn uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> You can, hear by the la- you can hear by the laughs right now that we do have J- the young boy oh Josh Smith with, with us as well. Um, he is going to be our own Ever K. Ross, and we might actually hide that man in a room. This, <laughs> <laughs> this might be like one of the most enthusiastic that I've ever like seen you for anything ever. Me? Like, yeah. <laughs> James normally, you know, j- 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 yeah. Uh, I, I, did, I didn't know I was such a stick in the mud. Like, no, I was thinking I'm not, not a reserve. Like, this is like Christmas joy. This is like. <laughs> It's like this, is like pure Bailey love. You know what I mean? Oh my God! So oh, get me started. So yeah, guys. Um, I guess we can start with a little spoiler, um, spoiler free for like five minutes or so, and then we get into it. Sure. Um, so your role and purchase of the of the movie. I guess we'll start with our with our uh, Ever K. Ross. Uh, Ever K. Ross. We'll start with the white guy, Josh Smith. That's that was the the white. Well, first off, I'm half Hispanic. Second of all, <laughs> that was the white dude in the movie. Yes. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Martin Freeman. The good white guy. There's only two. There's a bad white guy and a, and a good white guy. Man, who is the bad one? One of the good ones. Who is the bad Andy white circus. guy? Andy <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, right. the, the hand. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I thought this movie was really, really, really good. I thought it was, like, one of the best Marvel movies they ever made. Okay. Um, I, I mean, I, you can only do so much with them. As far as your, your experience, just movies in general, because I know you don't really do the superhero thing. Really. Yeah, um, so I, I don't really watch the superhero movies normally. It's just too fake for me. And, you know, it's just this too much of a suspension of, of reality. And, oh, my God. You know, but when I watched Black Panther, it was like, wow. This, so this is what it's all about, huh? Are they all like this? That, that was the first thing I was uh, thinking. Well, not like not, like not some of, like some of the Marvel. Like we'll talk about those podcast. Some of the stuff is like the Marvelism and superhero movie uh, thing, where like apparently like every single movie is has, the same. Yeah, like almost you know, the, it, like there's always. Has, I mean, most of these movies a lot like oh, let me guess, like the good guy has to fight like basically an evil version of himself, like a twin that mm. happened in this movie. I'm gonna keep it like, above. I was there for the culture. Yeah. And uh, it was like, I, you know, this is one of the one of the few like, you know, all black top, you know, movies with a big budget that's ever going to get made, or you know, it, it may open the door for others to be made. Coming and to America does exist. Yeah, that was thirty years ago. <laughs> that was thirty years ago. I know, but we gotta pay. We gotta pay tribute. It's like one of my favorite movies ever. Yeah. <laughs> well, to, well, to be fair, like you know, the the, the Oakland part of that movie is like okay, so an African king from a fictional country comes to um, the apartment uh, uh, for of a prince of African prince. And yeah, that's kind of sounds like the end of coming to America. That's yeah. like at the very beginning. So yeah, yeah. That, that has that in there. But um, I, I really liked it, and I, w- I was super impressed by like just everything. And I know that's kind of a vague statement, but it was like the soundtrack, the fighting, the special effects. The, the fighting was good. Yeah, like the mm-hmm. the 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 hue and face uh, dynamics, the, the twist <laughs> that comes mid- midway through the. The way that Wakanda is set up, like, as this secret country, mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah. And it's like, well, I was reading some stuff, and it was like, they were 20,000 years uh, ahead of, like, where we are right now. Mm-hmm. Like, as far as technology and all that. So, I thought it was raw. You need to see Civil War. Yeah. I, I mean, it's really good. Yeah, Civil War is really good. Not, not because he needs to, because, like, oh, you need to brush up. It's more like, you would like it. 
Mm-hmm. It's good. I mean, it kind of has sort of the same kind of dichotomy of, like, there, I mean, there's one faction that's that... There's one faction that, that's right for one reason. There's another faction that also has has its points as well. Right. And they converge upon the other. Um, I mean, granted, I mean, that movie, there's so much stuff you have to pack in or whatever. And I don't know how, um, how for example... You explained to him like Ant Man. He's never seen that shit. I I, I love Ant Man. No right, but I'm saying he's never seen these movies. So you put yeah. like like that's almost like saying like yeah we're gonna have we're gonna throw you into throw you to deep water and learn like we're that's one of the things that I liked about Black Panther is that like it is so self contained. It's probably it's, the most self contained. Really and I was, I was worried about that. Aside from the first. Except for like, probably like the first three Marvel before we got to four before we got to Avengers because like nothing really intersects with anything else like it's all separate and even the stuff that even ties into um, what like happened with the, uh, the, the debut of um, Black Panther I'm sorry in um, Civil War they even touched on it to where like you never had to see it. they show you in flashback. Right. And I was worried about that. Like, I was like, well, am I going to understand, like, all this stuff? Mm-hmm. And I think they did a really good job of setting it up for um, a lot of folks that may not necessarily, you know, follow this whole, like, the superhero thing. Like, right. I felt like I, I, uh, they set the um, tempo for me within the first five minutes of the movie where I knew what it was. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I was arrived, like, as a non-superhero um, movie watcher. Okay. Yeah, so I guess my I'm open thoughts is I, I I love this movie. I think um, I've, I've watched it three times already. I saw it three times in I saw the opening. I saw the opening Thursday. I saw it on Saturday, and then I saw it on Tuesday with um, my mother and uh, my, my brother Daniel. You you saw it in different formats too, right? No, I saw them only. I, I saw them all in um, IMAX. It was it IMAX or IMAX 3D? Not 3D, just uh, okay. Because I wanted to see. It. I don't really like 3D movies, but I heard some people saying this movie was better in 3D. I, hmm. I didn't know if anyone had seen it. Maybe it was, but I, I'm thinking of it like it really didn't do anything that like would have showcased the 3D. They, like, they did that, uh, I, that I could remember. That's not, that I remember like just offhand. I was noticing it, watching it because we chose not to see it 3D because I don't like it. But I was mm-hmm. noticing what would have been, and there actually is quite a bit. But okay, I mean it, it was great the way that it was. Anyways, yeah. So um, yeah, I mean there's a general. Um, what is movie like? Uh, uh, and we'll get deep in the storyline once we get past the, uh, the I guess, the, 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 the paywall of getting past the non-spoiler part. But, um, I mean, like you said about the, the, all the Marvel stuff, is like, yeah, you know, how many more times can... Of course, there, of course there's like, you know, um, fighting an evil guy version of yourself. Of course, like, someone dies in this movie, and then the, and then the, and then the protagonist yells, No! So, like, it's, like it's kind of uh, for, uh, on par... But yeah, like I, I really, I really enjoyed this movie. I think, I think uh, hmm, I, it might be my favorite Marvel movie. I, and if you ask me, like best superhero movies of all time, I think it's, I think it's Mount Rushmore area. I think it really drew. I think it's, I think it's up there. I mean, for um, me, the ones that uh, are at the top right now, it's like Logan, mm-hmm. just because it's a great movie. Not even just a great superhero movie. Right. Um, I think Civil War and the original Avengers are like up there, and. I'd put this right up there in, in that same like tier. This is the best one I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, now that we, I mean, the one, for once for me to stick out like as far as like movies that I'd be willing to hear someone say is better or as good, um, I, I wouldn't necessarily argue as much as I would just just disagree. But like, 
I think of like uh, the first Spider-Man, uh, Spider-Man three. I'm sorry, Spider-Man two. Oh my god! Spider-Man two. <laughs> no, I don't, I'm not talking about Venom and him dancing around and people getting pissed. I mean, I meant uh, Doc Ock, Spider-Man, Spider-Man two, um, X X two. Um, let's see, uh, Dark Knight, of course. The, the X-Men I movie I liked the best was uh, Days of the Future Past. I mean, that movie is really good, but it's like, oh, a, a, a great, we're going to mess with the timeline again. Yeah. Um, they kind of had to after how bad they were screwed up, though. In three, yeah. Okay, so it's, uh, uh, but yeah, so you have those, you have those, you also have uh, Dark Knight, you have, um, you say Avengers, and Avengers was such a great idea, like, how would they be able to put all this stuff together and tie it in and make it work, and they pulled it off, um... They didn't pull off in Age of Ultron as well. No, Age of Ultron, I didn't like Age of um, Ultron. Ant-Man's very underrated. Um, Ant-Man's underrated, but it's also because it was coming off of being, coming out literally months after Ultron, or Ultron. So, um, yeah, I think, I think now, like, since Ultron, pretty much, like, Marvel hasn't had a bad movie since Ultron. And I wouldn't even necessarily call no, Ultron a bad movie, it's a mediocre movie. No, none of them are bad, but me and, me and, uh, you alluded to this, how there's the Marvelism, and... Yeah. Me and Jeremy were talking about this, and we're like, it's literally the same uh, formula to a WWE tag match. Well, yeah, it's, 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 it's really similar to, like, yeah, like, you look at Doc, Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange is basically magic Iron Man. Yeah. It absolutely is. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's a dude that's really talented at his job, and instead of being um, a tech guy and a guy that, that trades on... Um, um, arms technology is a guy that's a really massive surgeon, and they're both pricks and smart asses. And then something bad happens to them, and they learn to over and they learn to overcome because of their intellect or whatever. Um, and they're able to appreciate what they once had or what they do have and move on from it, like and overcome it. Like and also like you also have the part where like their love interest in the movies, they both um, don't actually end up with them at the end of those two particular movies. Uh, if they do, not trace two, and they end up together, and then I'm like. Hmm. I'll just okay. I'll just simpl- like simplify the whole thing. You have the entrances. Mm-hmm. That's the two character. That's the antagonist, the protagonist getting introduced in the movie. You got the uh, first like meeting of them. That's the baby face shine. Mm-hmm. You got the heat. <laughs> the basically the protagonist goes into some sort of like turmoil. It looks like he's done. He's gone. Whatever. And then you have the comeback. The hot tag comes back. He fights the guy the second time, and then you got the the crescendo. The only thing is, in Marvel movies, the great villains that they build, they go away forever. <laughs> so every single match is basically a loser leave towns match because <laughs> because they build. That's the only that's the only thing I really don't like about Marvel movies is that they have great villains that they build up for one movie. They they get their heat, and then they get beat. And then they are Leave the territory. So, so, okay, so who are these these numerous great villains? And this is the 18th movie. I, I, in my opinion, I think that's a great, it, great place to, like, transition yeah, into Yeah, look at the spoilers. We're not out past Park. Okay, so now, now that we're getting talking about Eric Killmonger. Okay, so in my opinion, looking at these 18 Marvel movies, I see that there are two exactly two good villains ever. Who Loki and Loki and then Killmonger. Everybody else, like the like the like the the elf from freaking um, Dark World, uh, Thor uh, from Thor two, fuck off. Hela was cool, but she was underutilized in, in Thor three. Um, I the the I don't know, like Red Skull from from um, the first one. I mean Bucky. Bucky's Bucky, but I yeah. hate Bucky. <laughs> Anybody <laughs> gonna describe somebody with their own name? It's never good. Like if like if they come out for for. Um, for uh, not Witcher Soldier, uh, for this next Avengers movie, and it deals with like 
Captain America having to say Bucky again, I'm going to fucking leave it. I might get up and walk out of the theater. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired throw, of it. Throw some at the screen. Like. When, when I say this, I don't just mean the Marvel Studios movies, because I think everything outside of DC pretty much has the same formula. Even the Sony movies and all that. Mm, I don't know about the DC movies because the DC movies are awfully like dark, brooding. No, I'm saying not not DC. Ah, everything okay. outside of DC. But, okay, with, but, so. but with that being the case, I'm not going to bat for all these villains. But I'm saying that they've got villains. They're building them up. They've got this expanded universe, and these guys are getting jobbed, and then they go away. And so it's like, who who are they out here fighting? I mean, they're just creating villains for movie for to create a movie, and then they're gone. You know what I mean? Pretty much. Yeah, I mean, every movie. A, yeah, like because there's so many movies now that they're more le- they're less movies and more like you know two hour, two and a half hour um, episodes of TV. But I'd like it to see someone come back. Like I don't know, you know, like raise them from the dead. That happens in comics all the time. Yeah, but that's also retconning because like they're out of ideas and people have yeah. to quit and print and goes out of publication, all that kind of stuff. Or sometimes right. they, well, don't, they don't. This movie just this movie is in what day what eight. We're in the middle of day eight. It's already made hundred million dollars. I don't think we're gonna have to reprint this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Killmonger, like, what made him so great? Like, awesome. I know for me, awesome. I know for me what what I liked about him, and it was like he was a guy that had an idea of how he wanted to change the world. Right? There's yeah. plenty of quote unquote good in him. But he does a couple things to let you know that he is an evil motherfucker with, with twisted kind of uh, logic. And I think he makes it very clear. Uh, so, you know, I am Team Killmonger all day, but let's not, like, act like this dude was flawless. Like, I've seen Why don't you uh, level people out there. Huh? Why don't you love Wakanda? Wakanda forever. I'm not, no, I'm not saying that. Um, <laughs> Killmonger, like, all right. His motivations were to liberate black people around the world through crazy means, essentially. And Wakanda, like, I told James this when we were uh, walking out in the movie. There was a great argument that the Wakandas are fuck niggas. And if you want to look at it from Kill, and I think that's what makes uh, Killmarker such a great villain, because you tweet a couple things and he's a hero. Yeah. Um, uh, okay, so, for, for me, like, um, and I... I think about this when I've listened to a bunch of different people talk about this, and um, luckily there weren't too many things that um, anybody picked up on that I actually uh, took more of my main takeaways from this movie. But the thing for me is, okay, if Wakanda is this is this country that's been that's technology advanced and it's, um, has these resources and is isolated because of, to stay away in part to not have to deal with anybody else's problems in um, in the world, then um, it, you know, then that means that. They literally had to shut a blind eye and cut and keep and cast off all these other people. And what? And for a country like that to actually exist in in, in a real world situation, eventually something's going to hit it. Is something, eventually something's going to come up against that and make it make a decision. Um, and you look at, for example, uh, after um, the first ritual uh, combat that he won, he was actually named the official Black Panther and the official king of Wakanda. Yeah. He goes to see his father. He seeks to ask his father, like, how should I? How do I be a king? And um, the very touch moment where he's like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm sorry that I couldn't, you know, protect you. Whatever else he told him, stand up, you're a king. And he says, like, how do I? How do I do this? And he says, you know, you need to, you need to find people who, who you trust or whatever um, for advice and then he says you know it's hard and it's almost for, it's foreshadowing he says it's hard for a good man to be, to be king mm-hmm. um, after that like he, he asks he talks to Nakia and, and Nakia says we have all these resources we should 
we should reach out. We should we could do it just like other countries do. Except we'll do it better because we're because you know we're we we're more advanced than these other countries. Yeah. And then he goes uh, into the to the border um, and, and talks to uh, Wakabi, uh, Dan Kula's character mm-hmm. from uh, um, you know Get Out, great actor. Um, and, they, and he said like this is what he had told me, and he's he's literally just you know just gauging where everybody else is at so he can you know to try to take different varying ideas into consideration and his response was you know you let other people in and then you uh, and then you have to deal with other people's problems and you know we're not too and then we're just like any other country and like the thing for me with this movie was this movie is set up to where like when you see the previews and the trailers you think this is um, this movie is going to be pretty much like a fish out of water experience for like ever ever K. Ross. Like he's gonna be like a, a bystander witness, seeing all this great stuff and just being shocked and awe and they're not awe, shocked but being all all this great stuff. And that is the case um, in the bits that he's in there. But the real the real avatar for the viewer in this movie is actually T'Challa. Mm-hmm. And when he's he's basically basically like okay, the whole you look at it like you turn out like this movie is about privilege. Hmm. And like in a way that I mean is is shocking because you think a movie that you don't really think about that like you think of the normally when you think of privilege you think of gender or, or race but and also income but you don't think of like what it would be like to be on the other side of the, be on the other side of the coin of being in a in a country that was technology advanced, technology technologically advanced free of colonialism free of all like the you know all of the just uh, psycho, psychic damage done to black people over over 400 years, all mm-hmm. this other stuff, and just and just sit in that, and then like the leg up those people will have over the rest of the people on that continent that have dealt with the resources being wiped out from colonialism and how mm-hmm. they would handle that, or if they would. And Michael B. Jordan comes on the door because he actually has a path to the throne through the blood through bloodline, and, and basically moves it. It makes a shock to the system, and over time, like the whole story is, without Killmonger, this country, like Killmonger, because of what happened in this gigantic war, like this country is now setting a path towards something better than what it was going on because of not being afraid of reaching out and coming out and um, dealing with other people that look like you or other people around the world. Like there's a there's a UN um, set. Uh, uh, cut scene at the and end, end. Yep. where he said like we're all one like we need to start acting like and then we are here to like not be hiding the shadows anymore and that's and that's a big deal to start from where he started out where he's following the whole entire the way his the, dad the, did the, everything he's basically it's kind of like the same thing that happened with um in The Last Jedi um the Star Wars movie where it's basically like um this is your past screw your past Forget the past. It's 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 there it's for a reason. It's over. We're moving on. We're past this now. And there was a part. There was also another part when he, you know, he almost when he bring him back because um, he gets the uh, the the heart shaped herb again. Um, he was on his deathbed in the snow, which is that's one thing. We'll get to it. But <laughs> <laughs> and he talks to his dad again. And his dad like pretty much after a week after just seeing him, you know, and, and on the astral plane he goes and like uh, you know it's great for you to be king and now so we go well you had a week. You died. You fucked around and died. I'm yeah. king in a week. Well, time to bring your dumb ass with me. And then he's like, <laughs> "No, I can't let this happen. Why do you leave? You know, like, and then all the, you know, all of his descendants, all of the, you know, and he's like, 
you were all you're wrong, Dad. All y'all were wrong. I can't let this happen. I must reclaim the throne. I gotta fix what we all what, what our bloodline fucked up. Mm-hmm. And that that was that was incredible. And like you look at the from the length of, of, and it's of like, privilege. It's like, they and always you, say sins of the father. Like that yes. was exactly that. And then you look at also like in the terms of privilege, and you think of like. And it kind of got touched on in one of these other uh, recent Marvel movies, like Thor Ragnarok, um, with Hela. How like Hela, like what did it take for you to get that throne made of gold? What did it take for Wakanda to become this? And it took, and the, the, the cost was we 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 turn a blind eye to all the stuff happening around the world because we were focused on ourselves first, and nothing else mattered. And how do you reconcile that? And in the child of this whole movie, and Killmonger and everything. Brought him on a path towards. We're not doing that no more. And I thought that, I thought that was a beautiful story. Yeah. What would you think, Josh? Man, that was. Well, uh, I was like ten minutes. I didn't realize. No, I was just listening. I mean, that was a that was a really like in depth, uh, you know, like explanation of the movie. I mean, one one reason that I thought like Killmonger specifically was an incredible villain mm-hmm. is just how human he was as right. a villain. Uh, a lot of the other like characters that you see, they come off as like cartoony or gimmicky. You know, you don't really buy into what they're saying. But like, you understood that what this guy's intentions were. You understood why he was doing it, and you could actually empathize and sympathize, even if you did disagreed or agreed one way or the other. It was pretty clear who he was and what it, what what he was doing, and it was realistic. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that's that was like the beauty of his character. Plus, like Michael B. Jordan, just in general, like. The dialogue, his acting, his delivery, it was, uh, you know, it's one of the top, like, two or three Marvel villain portrayals that we've ever gotten, really, right. you know? Yeah, the, the, the thing with me that, that killed me with, uh, with Michael B. Jordan is, in this movie, you have all of these people that are so overqualified for these jobs are doing where, like, where Angela Bassett has been, has been freaking, um... Everybody. Uh, everybody, right? And she's been she's been Tina Turner in in, in, uh, in movies. She's been uh, Michael uh, Jackson's mother. Michael Jackson's mother. She, uh, she <laughs> was a, mother. Uh, way to exhale. <laughs> Biggie's mother. Yes. Like this is a person that's overqualified for to have to, be, to play Angela, the Queen of Wakanda. Angela Bassett's like the female like Samuel L. Jackson. She's like been in everything. The same way how like Samuel L. Jackson shows up in yeah. everything. Like Martin. Martin. I'm sorry. Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Or like Morgan Freeman. Yeah. yeah. Like they show so, up in everything. So you look at someone like her. Look at someone that was like Santa performance like like Dave Cooley, Get Out. Um, you look at um, Denai Guerrero, who I've only seen for the snippets, but I've always liked what she was doing in um, The Walking Dead. Yeah. And then you look at like Lupita Nyong'o and what she did in um, Thirteen Years Slave. Um, and you know that like this cast is is a fantastic cast, and then like it's a Hall of Fame, yeah, it's like it's, star. And, it's, and it's one of those things because like <laughs> this is one of the situations where like this is a groundswell of stuff where like you have these kind of a, a a landmark type of situation happen where like all these people that are that typically like there's only one or maybe two, if you're lucky two of these people in a, in a big time movie that can actually like go cra- you know be fantastic, and you're like well. You can just hire all these people because they're all available right now. And then you can put that kind of cast together. And you can tell, like, they really had a lot of fucking fun doing this movie. Yeah. 
Um, there was something else that stood out with T'Challa and, and Killmonger. It was mm-hmm. like, you know, saying like the two, like, you know, black guys lead, like, you know, the different approaches. Like, mm-hmm. it's everything that's ever happened through time. It's Malcolm and Martin. It's W.E.B. Du Bois yeah. versus Booker T. Washington. Yeah. It's, it's the same thing, you know. It's Ollie versus Frazier. No, yeah. I mean, you can say that. You can say that. Yeah, Minus the, the actual revolution being the blatant racist against the... Uh, Saying problematic stuff about uh, amongst white people to yeah. Frazier. Yeah. It was all the colorism stuff, yeah. calling him a monkey and stuff, <laughs> right? Um, so you got that. And also, yeah. like, there's another part about, you know, that also, uh, Dead by the Swing is also, um, and I said this to you when we got out about about this, is you don't really know it's because you're not really in comic but like, it's also, like, just like you said, it's Malcolm and, and Martin, it, it's Malcolm and Martin, it's, it's Dubois and, and Booker T. Washington, and it's also Magneto and Xavier. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, this dichotomy of, like, being the pacifist versus, uh, by any means necessary, whatever it costs, even if it means lives right. and false, Jay-Z allure, right? right? So, it was... Um, the Jay-Z versus Nas, too? Like... <laughs> no, no. I'm not, I'm not doing that. It's Tupac versus Biggie, too? I'm not too? doing that. I'm or, not doing that. No, I'm but, not going there with you. But in context... <laughs> so it's the child was Biggie and then Killmonger was Pop oh, in, in that scenario, right? You've seen this before with Captain and... Uh, Iron Man. And Iron Man, and you've seen it in... Not so well done in the movies, but in the comic books with uh, with Superman Batman. Very similar. Mm. Are you talking about basically like uh, Batman... I'm sorry, The Dark Knight... Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Michael yeah. Jackson and Prince. No. We're talking about audiology. Now you're just talking about like the, the two bad guys and yeah. whatever. So you might as well say Griffey and Bonds. Sure. Okay. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Now you're talking about the ideology. Sure. God. And, and, and Barry Bonds Killmonger. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yikes. And okay. Killmonger was better. Where were we? Just like Bonds was better. Where were we? track of this you digress we're, like talking about, hard. we're talking about Killmonger and uh, T'Challa yeah I'm in so, Johnson and Farouk and I'm just so, <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Rock and Booker T and I'm just kidding oh my god oh my god <laughs> I don't know I just went off the rails so fast <laughs> alright alright um the vibranium. I think that it's important to touch on what, that alright well, oh, so, yeah, so, yeah, uh, so between like so the cousins um yeah I think it, it's 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 telling like that, that's in the back to the line of privilege like that is something that happens and I've I talked to you about this before um, off air um, probably a few times about like you look at you look at you know just how privilege works for people and like things turn out for people and and um, how people's lives are driven in different divergent paths um, like it, it really you know it's funny that you're mentioning this it kind of reminds me in a way of the feud between Marco Antonio Barrera and Eric Morales in boxing because even though they were both like Mexican national superstars the whole entire feud between them was that Morales from Tijuana and Barrera, Barrera's from Mexico City and he's the son of a doctor and a lawyer basically mm-hmm. and that's why they hated each other so freaking much because of what they both represented like ideologically because here's the one guy he's privileged and he's a top star and the other guy he came from you know the slums and you know basically that's why they hate each other you know what I mean yeah and I mean that's also a really nice touch it and it also helps that you know um, that Coogler is from Oakland right but the fact that he was able to tie in like, he was 92 Oakland he's playing too short the kids are playing on a hoop um, in a, in a, I love know, that. a crate a, a yeah. crate 
hoop, right? And then he tells a story of his dad was of uh, of um, and Jobo was the prince was a war dog, a spy, you know, mm-hmm. just in, in you know just basically a sleeper, just there in the country, and then falls in love with a woman and is in Oakland. And you know, and Oakland's fuck, super fucked up still to this day. And he basically sees all the stuff, all the mystery with the people that look like him, and he wants to try to solve it. And he knows that it is against the rules in this country, so he still, he still finds a, uh, Phil tries to figure out a way to make this work. And then from there, like you know, that also means that like his dad's dead, he's gone, like he has no support system with him. He's who knows what the hell happens to him. But right. I would love. I mean, the one thing about this movie is they have like three or four movies they could easily do a spinoff of and do. Like they could do uh, a Michael B. Jordan um, Killmonger prequel movie about like his time in, in, in Annapolis or at MIT or in going or into an army. different in the army, going learning yeah. how to uh, do this. Um, you have the you have the. Um, Okoye movie with the um, with the Dora Milaje that it could do. You could do a tech uh, movie or a spy movie with uh, with Lupita Luongo as uh, Nakia. Or you hell, yeah, I would like to see. I don't know how they would do it, but I like to see. You know, eventually, like maybe in the future, go down the road, like the they're, doing, they're doing the Shuri. Like when she, you know, in the in the movie, she I'm sorry, in the comic book, she actually becomes a Black Panther. Like uh-huh. Charlotte dies and. She becomes like him. That, that could be something that could be happen, that could happen sometime down the road too. Mm-hmm. Like she was so great in this movie. So, um, you see, like the past these people went down, and like it makes sense that like he sees all the stuff that happened to people that like him on an everyday basis. And you also see, and you know, when he actually takes the heart shaped herb, and he goes to the astral plane and sees his dad about, you know, I should, you know, look look what's happening. Like you have no tears for me, and he says. People, you know, people, people die often here. Like, there's no need for tears. Like, I, I'm, he's like, he's numb to it. He's mm-hmm. numb to death. And, and you know, and then, and Joba goes, I should have took you, I should have took you here. I should have took you to Wakanda, back to Wakanda, before this even got to this point. Like, like, we were, we're both just lost. And mm-hmm. then his response was, because everything happened to him, maybe it's them that's lost. Like that was that was that was really touching and, and, and nuanced and and the level of you know you don't really see that kind of stuff on the two hundred million dollar movie screen uh, with black people that doesn't really happen like that uh, and I, I thought was, I thought this movie was great I really did um, there, I mean there's so much fun you, stuff you like do, you do sometimes when it's Michael B Jordan though <laughs> no seriously he's he puts in great performance after great performance like yes, this he does. Uh, Fruitvale Station Creed you know different movies all cooler movies. Yeah. Oh, really? Those three, Coogler did all three of those movies. I didn't even know that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't think. I mean, that's about as good of that's the first three movies as anyone for a director coming out the gate like Kanye with three classics. Yeah. <laughs> you know who else we uh, left off? Uh, why do I always forget his name? Who played Uncle Jamie? Uncle James, you mean? Uncle James. Oh, Forrest Whitaker. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's another part that's great about this. Left when he, oh my God! Like, bro, when he dies, I was like, <gasps> yeah, I was like, because I was thinking, I was yeah. like, well, who the fuck is gonna like, um, you know, turn somebody back oh, yeah, to the Black like, Panther? Like, 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 what the fuck? Like, no, the, the, the part that I love about it, we're gonna get to the woman because we need to get to the women in a, in a minute. But, yeah. Um, because they are literally the backbone of this entire movie. Um, but they, my God, like. We talk about like great, great Killmonger moments. Besides like that whole "Hey Auntie" and you know, I, I found my dad with, with Panther claws in his chest, right? 
besides that, and also you know the, the one where he's like, "What what you think? Uh, what you think uh, y'all did to get this? Uh, to get all this African uh, mm-hmm. that was, stuff?" Like that, that part was really good. Also, when he's like, "Ask me who I am." Yeah. Ooh, then you get like chills, bro. Yeah. But um, but it was but the one for me was when he literally he's like he's about to. He's about to kill kill him or kill uh, T'Challa, and then uh, Zuri sticks to, uh, before, even before the ritual combat. That time, he he sees uh, he sees uh, Killmonger can't even look him in the eye because he knows, and and then it's also another part about is like being back open because you know at that point in time Killmonger's what like eight you think how old do you think he yeah. was as a kid probably like ten or eight ten, ten eight something like that you know he's playing outside the dark whatever so. You know, this is right hand man. That was Uncle James. Yeah. And then when he kills me, he's, out, he's like, you know, take me as sacrifice. Save, don't don't kill the child. He's like, I'll, I'll take you to Uncle James. It sounds like, oh my god, this is incredible. Yeah. yeah. Like the level of that, like just to think of like, well, yeah, it wasn't just a situation where like he just homeboys or whatever. I was like, no, this person also helped, you know, mold this dude. Yeah. And then like as a sleeper, but then like you know, also they just. For him, like to be eight years old, and also these motherfuckers. I know the cunt. I know Wakanda disappeared. Like clearly, and then you see him now. Like, oh yeah, motherfucker, you definitely were in there involved yeah. with the death of my dad, even though he wasn't. Mm-hmm. But still, it's like, oh, you definitely have something to do with this. You definitely <laughs> have to I'm definitely stabbing you. Even, I'm definitely stabbing you to death. Even when he killed his chick, when he was like, shh, everything's gonna be okay. Boom, and then he took her right out. I was like, yo, this I'm guy. glad you brought that up. Did you happen to read one of these, like, think pieces? There's been a million think pieces that have come out around this thing. Did you happen to see the one from David Dennis? No. It was like, you love Killmonger because of the disdain for, your disdain for black women or something like that. What? Um, I won't say the stain for black women as much as the stain for women in general because, bro, he did so much stuff. He did women. So women are so disposable to him. Yeah. Women are so disposable to him. I think so disposable. I think, and one of the main points he brought up was what you brought up, Josh, was why he had to shoot his own girlfriend while Cloud had her like, um, like strung up essentially or whatever. I don't know. Like, I, thought, I think that was kind of weak personally, like, as far as like an argument. Like, you know why? Because I feel like. You and this goes back to wrestling. You remember when the Undertaker killed Paul Bearer? Yeah, I feel like it was a situation just like that. Like right. he, he it was, was. Just, it was like, yo, you're not about to like hang anybody over me. No and, life. Period. Well, one here's the thing, right? He kills two women with that are actually just people that are just in there, and he mm-hmm. just kills them. And I don't know whether and depending on the situation. Right, like that could have easily been, like the 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 the, um, the woman that was uh, like the cura- curator of the of the museum. Mm-hmm. That could have easily just been easily been a dude that he could have killed. But mm-hmm. it is saying something that like poison a woman, um, girl that girl that he's in, some type of romantic link to just just kills with no with no thought or hesitation. Even though like the dude's clearly a, a, a fucking incredible shot because. One, you read his you read his rap sheet, you find the tattoo of all the people he was killed, mm. and then also the part where like he can kill like one shot is all it took for him to, to be able to kill uh Claw from fifty feet away, but he can't like just shoot him in the head when there's a clear shot to take. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um you have that. And then also the part where he uh, he gets out and he's like, Ain't gonna be no more Black Panthers. Burn the whole crop of heart shaped yeah. herbs. And he she goes, But what about the next one? Meaning like, what about if you have a kid or is that a third? She picks he grabs that woman by the throat, uh, I guess I guess that's Zuri's wife, I'm not sure. Or, or whatever it says. When I say something I mean that shit and literally by one shit, I was thinking like Yeah, 
and then you got other situations where like he could have killed uh he could have easily killed Shuri until um Asuri until um until T'Challa made the save at the end. Mm-hmm. Like he really like I mean I don't know I don't want to get it I mean it wasn't really like it wasn't it was only stuff that was just shown like it never actually like touched on it in in the storyline as much as what they just showed it to you. But you just from like the, the actions of violence against women. It was, it was yeah, that dude really has his issues. Like he like clearly that dude's a villain. Ain't no mis- ain't He's no mistaking ain't no mistaking yeah. you know uh, whether or not this dude that's is, not the, is or not. That's yeah. not the primary reason like people love Killmonger though. Agreed. So I, I don't know. I think it was it's just misguided. You know what it's like, guys. It's just like it's just like I'll, in wrestling. If you have a great heel, the best heels eventually get loved because they're so good at what they do. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the same way in movies. All the Hannibal Lecter, freaking Vader, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. right. Freddy Krueger, like, people love good villains and he's a great villain. I don't think people are out here being like, yeah, he killed that chick. They love it. Yeah, it's not yeah. like that. Right. But it's like, Oh crap! He's for real. Yes, right? <laughs> like when he was that video, I knew he wasn't playing. Yeah, right? yeah but <laughs> the thing is, like the one thing you also got to take is like the level of nuance in in all these in so many of these characters and so much of the plot will lead. Like there is no way that Coogler did that without being conscious of that. Is was what mm-hmm. I was is where I'm getting at on that. Like there is no like if this was like Vince McMahon doing this or whatever. Yeah, I think he'd been like, yeah, I, I, I really didn't notice that I actually had him like just basically like just be so dismissive of violence with women or mm-hmm. whatever else, even though he's supposed to be a guy that has a compelling point, um, even though he's a really evil motherfucker. Yeah. Um, I think that's also part of his like, look, man, there's a reason like the reason why you can't fully invent like a guy that you you, you think is super charismatic, has a real, real something really tragic happened to him in his life and it shaped his life. And that, and also he's also the revolution that should that's taking Wakanda in the path that it should go towards, but you have to stop short of that because one he's ultimately what he's trying to do is create literal genocide. Yeah. On, on mm-hmm. the, like his end game is genocide, and two like look how he treats women. That dude's not of noble heart. This dude ain't like fully just you know here for the cause or whatever. As far as like I'm here to liberate everybody. La nah, you're here to liberate like. You know, oh. you hear from vengeance. Like yeah. that yeah. other stuff is like is also what you're saying as well because it makes you seem like you're not as big, not an evil person. But nah, bro, you evil. <laughs> and also, what he did to build himself up, and I, we barely have touched on T'Challa at all, but um, he succeeded where T'Challa failed with um, Daniel Kaluuya's guy. What was his name? Oh, uh, Wasabi. Wasabi. Okay, so he. Earned- I'm sorry, sorry, Wasabi is freaking. Uh, Hold is, on, let me see. Wakabi is Wakabi. Okay. Is, is W hyphen K A getting, getting his allegiance? Yeah, getting his allegiance. Because what did Wakabi want? He wanted. He wanted Claw dead. He wanted Claw's head. And who's the guy that brought it to him? I think. I thought that was a great way to like build him up and like turn essentially Wakanda on itself. Right. So. I, that's the thing I, I. That's one of the things I disliked about the movie the most. And it's not even so much like a criticism, but just as like a fan watching it, I was like, dang. These guys are all killing each other. <laughs> And I was like, that sucks. Like, that's the one part of the movie where I was like, when the Civil War broke out, I guess what I didn't like about it is because it's a Marvel movie. It was, even though it was like a battle, it was kind of a battle the same way you'd see a battle in like the Avengers between aliens and superheroes. But instead you're seeing it with these two separate factions of the army turned on each other. And Mm -hmm. it, it wasn't like, it wasn't like you're watching like, Saving Private Ryan, where it's like, oh my god, this is dramatic. They are killing each other. You're almost, 
and this is the one thing I didn't like about how desensitized the battle scenes were because people are literally getting murdered, but it's just an action sequence, mm. and I did not like that about that part of the movie. Well, that's that's another part of the Marvel thing. Like, there's always going to be a big battle scene where there's going to be a big battle scene where there's factions of of a number of of heroes and a and a uh, it is a gigantic battlefield of like a hundred people going at it. And right. That's one part. And oh my god, another part is did you roll your eyes when the, when the fucking rhinos came in, came out? Because I did. Nah. I- Thought it was kind of cool. I, 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 was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, at that point, I was just charged to the game. Like, it was like, it was like oh, unleash the Kraken. Like, oh, okay, like now, you know, this is like the advantage that the, that the hills are getting over on now. Like, they can't just like just both be all human in combat or whatever and, and, and go from there. They're hills. Yeah, yeah. But, um, I, I lost my train of thought of what I was going to go to, but um, the Krakens. No, before that. Ah, oh, my bad. Um. What were we just talking about before we even got the to war? the battle? Oh, no, Wakabi. Yeah, yeah, Wakabi. So, he was... Okay, so of all the characters that you say, like, were, were fully realized, three-dimensional people, I think that he was... I think that they did the, the worst job with him, and I don't know if that's because... Yeah. Um, you can look at the movie and tell that they were clearly... Um, um, edits to cut down the length of the movie. So, I don't know when they come up with a director's cut of this, when it's... Put him as longer, he's more fully fleshed out his character, but it seemed like his whole thing was, um, I, you know, there's five, there's, uh, five tribes, four of them are in seclusion, or, uh, four of them are at as a nation, uh, the Jabari are in the mountains, just doing whatever the fuck they do, um, <laughs> and, you know, like the, you know, the river tribe, which is the Nakia, and, you know, the border tribe, which is like, um, where they were, um, Wakabi, and, you know, and, you know the rhinos and basically, basically like the base, like the front for the fact that like there's actually technical technological marvel. But like once you're on the border, all you see is like the people in huts and with goats and shit, yeah. so you don't really know. And then, um, but he's there, and they did the um, they did two different uh, basically uh, throne room meetings or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And after um, Michael B. Jordan had art had, had taken the throne. Um, you know, um, Denai Guerrero's character, uh, Okoye, she's, you know, she's really conflicted, like, I mean, she's conflicted emotionally, like, as far as, but as far as mentally, 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 she knows where she's at, like, like, I'm serving the throne, even no matter how much my heart hurts for the fact that, like, this person that, by by all accounts, looks like she trained T'Challa, right, Mm -hmm. you know, don't freeze, um, and and all the jokes about the fact that he froze, she means, clearly she knows that this, this is a shortcoming with this dude, but, that, or she goes, you know, like, we we don't do this. We don't historically. We don't engage in combat, trying to convince them. Like we don't do this. We don't send guns out to people or guns out to our our war dogs in other countries and have them just raise hell. We don't do that. And then Wakabi, after you know, basically being, you know, got what he wanted, which is like Michael B. Jordan has a claim to the throne and also brought me what I've wanted for thirty years, which yeah. is this dude's head on a platter. Says, yeah, that that is true historically, but. I'm rolling with Rockefeller, he, he man. Goes, yeah, he goes, they got money. <laughs> like, that's he that's he goes, doing. But he basically goes, yeah, we have done it. I saw that's what we are. But the world's preaching up closer. Yeah. And then he's like, you either need to be the either be the conquered or the conquerors. I prefer to be the uh, the conquerors, which sounds a whole lot like to me. They they will not replace us. Yes, right. He was like, he might. It's also a copy who you know when he, when um, Charles was, was like seeking counsel from some or like. Building like Trump trying to build um, 
trying to build ideas and uh, figure out where to go or direction, he was the one that said, like, can't be letting people come in here. Yeah. You know, they would be just like anybody else. Like, he literally, he literally is like, a, 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 you know, I, ideologically, like, that dude is clearly conservative. Like, we want to say we're stay isolated, isolated. We don't want nobody to advance past us. We just want to be ourselves and stay in our own, like, little, like, um, and, and stay ourselves. Like, yeah. we don't want to change. I mean, it's so traditional. Like, that's, that's definitely, like, something I picked up on. And it was, it yeah. was, it was interesting. Like, but, that's pretty much all you got from him. And then, like, he goes from, he goes from that to, to get to the battle scene, we bring on Ronald and try to kill M'Baku, and then he sees his girlfriend, and he, after literally fighting for, like, the last 20 minutes, and didn't give a damn about her health or safety or whatever being, I don't give a damn how good of a warrior she is, and goes and says, would you kill me, my love? Motherfucker, you ain't gonna fuck about her best friend. That's the spears going off, planes falling from the sky, rhinos coming through, um, niggas uh, dressed like gorillas. Like, yes, yes. I, what? So, like, I thought that, you know, hopefully... If we get a director's cut of that, we'll see more of you know what what came to his motivation besides just those points. But the women, yeah, yeah, man, like I, who's your favorite woman in, in, in the movie? It's got, it's got to be Nakia. Nakia? Uh, Which one's Nakia? Not only like Lupita Nyong'o. No, 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 not only did she look good the whole movie. It's fine. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. yeah, not only did she look good the whole movie, but she like was the conscience of the movie. I so everything that that T'Challa like essentially like confided in her, she advised him. She was tough in her own right. She, yeah, she she was real. Like I um, who's the actress that plays Michonne on The Walking Dead? Denai Gurria. Okay. Yeah, that, that's Akoye. 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 Akoye was my favorite she was great too. on the. Uh, on the movie I think one thing I liked about it Was that Because uh, you said T'Challa was almost like The avatar for the viewer And that I agree with that mm-hmm. But I think on the female side um, The person you almost Empathize with the most Or, or share the viewpoint Of what's going on Is her mm-hmm. uh, Because she's the one Who's conflicted Between these two Different ideologies And, and viewpoints and She's talks. a soldier And like literally There's a regime change And like what are you? What are you loyal to? Right? Exactly. Like, are you loyal? Are you loyal to? to your, are you loyal to your the king and your relationship? Or are you loyal to your country? And there's a great moment after um after the 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 the, the changing of the guard uh, to Killmonger, where like uh, Suri and um and Queen Ramonda like flee and um they meet back at the royal palace with uh, Nakia and. And Okoye, and she was like, we got him out to safety, and she's like, good. And then she's like, come with us. And she's like, I can't come with you. Like, and she's like, what do you mean? And then Okoye's like, look, my pledge is to the country. My pledge is to the, the throne, whoever sits upon it. Um, like, I understand, like, Nakia, and this is a great moment. Like, this is the remote part where I think, like, Nakia is actually, like, the, the conscious of this entire movie. Because um, everything she says and every motivation she says is right, but like they both brought themselves to a point where like they both made points about each other that made them eventually come to a point where they had to come face to face with like their their both of their equal flaws. It was in this conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, Ahoy tells Nakia, "I am not a spy. I am. I can't just come and go as I please, and I can't. And I stand for something." Right. Where right. on the other end, Nakia says, "Like, look, I love this country as well as you do." 
But um, what you're confusing as um, being loyal to the country, um, you th- and you think you're defending the country, I'm trying to save the country. Mm. Is what the kid tells her. And then you get to the point where, like, they come back, um, you get to the part where um, they're shipping off the, moving off the shipments at the end to start at the beginning, right before the, the final battle scene. And um, you have all the border guys uh, with uh, Wakabi, and you have the Dormelage and Okoye up there, and they see T'Challa alive, which means, like, the ritual battle isn't over. He did not. He did not give up either. So they have to fight again. And then you see, like, that people have to make decisions on, on who they're actually going to fight for. Yeah. What, what? And you see Wakabi. Who you with? Yeah. Who you with? And they go, they go out there. They go, attack, they go out there and attack Chala and the Dormalaje. They go out to. The, they go out there and they go and fight um, the board. Some of the border uh, soldiers, and they also go and fight um, <clears throat> Killmonger. It lets you know, like. At that point in time, and, and, and the moment of truth, she chose. She chose. She made the right decision of choosing right. the 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 right path for Wakanda, as opposed to just stick being loyal to a dumb throne. And I, and I loved it. Um, and Nakia, when um, they give her that Dora Milaje outfit, she's like, "I'm not a Dora." She's like, "It's armor." And she put it on, and she went to fall for her country. She did not go and run and hide, or go off in exile somewhere else, or go off the grid, or whatever else. At the end of the day, after that conversation, they. They all made the right decisions. I loved it. To run I loved it. it. One, one other thing, too, that I just thought about and I think was important was the idea that Killmonger was... We talked about why did he kill those women earlier in the movie and all that. We kind of established the narrative. But one other thing is during this final battle, he had two or three run-ins with the main female cast. Mm-hmm. And so you knew that once he interacted with them, it was like, oh, he could kill them. Yeah. And yeah. like and that so that fear was actually put in place because it was like a callback to earlier. He actually in the killed movie. Adora, yeah. Yeah, he actually, yeah, and so you're like, Oh my god, I hope he doesn't kill the like my you know, the chicks that you like. Yeah, but he really could have I mean there was a point where like you know, I thought I thought they might go that he way. He really killed Siri, you thought yeah. at the end, yeah. right before yeah. That that was a possibility, yeah. Oh so, um, that was something that's cool I know I liked about the movie was and to take it back was the first battle between T'Challa and M'Baku. M'Baku. M'Baku it was yeah. great. And it was like, you, you got the arena, like, essentially, like, you get get the camera, and it pans all the way up the mountains. You see just the masses of people, yeah. the songs, the chanting. So, like, you knew what it was, like, right there. Yeah, it, it, was, it was funny because uh, when it was sec- the second ritual battle, uh, and he's like, it's, it will take days to have a ritual battle, another one. And then, and then, and then <laughs> I mean, Jordan goes... Days, like, I don't need the whole country here for this ritual battle. I just need him. That's all I need. I don't need everybody coming in on the river and, yeah, then, and, dancing. and dancing around. That's one thing that was also cool was when all the different uh, all the different tribes uh, all came on their own. Especially, I mean, all these movies are especially the disbelief and whatnot. But you mean to tell me that the queen, the queen of the country, who shows up, and the princess of the country show up and say. We have we we are here because uh, our country has been um, our country, I mean all of us, has been um, there's been a regime change. There's been a, a somebody has has, has grabbed the, the power vacuum, yeah. And um, and we need you because of the game theory because of what's going to happen. We need you to now take over the country. You like shut in um, reclusive, super ultra conservative country that's old fashioned. And basically trying to go back to the Stone Age and just like just completely, um, completely like no technology, nothing. Off the grid, right? off the grid. Yeah, co- closed off the country, right? Primitive country. Yeah. And we're gonna get off you the hard shaped herb or whatever. 
and then you go through all this stuff and talk, and then you all of a sudden say, follow me. And then you go, oh, yeah. Uh, and then you and then they walk up and they see that it's your child's body. You mean to tell me, like, that's not, that, that, that doesn't start, that you just bury the lead, that doesn't start the conversation? Like, that, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, the queen's here. I wonder if, you know, her son's dead body will be, or her son's, <laughs> own son's body will be something she'd be interested in. Like, I'm just going to let you go through and explain me all the stuff that's happened. Not actually, like, you know, just come off the top and be like, oh, yeah, by the way. Yeah. Like I was like, okay, that's, that's that's some real that's some real dance ex machina, you know, like some real like tie up a short. Like that was the only real issue I really had with the movie. I mean, there's also the part where like I didn't like the end. You didn't like the end? I didn't like when they showed up with that giant uh ship in Oakland. Yeah, I mean I didn't like that being the end of the movie. Bro, that was yeah. Gotham City in the ghetto right that's there, like, bro. Oh my god. That was in the Batmobile <laughs> through the hood. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so Okay, so here's the thing, right? They could have made two. They made two decisions, right? Yeah. And I, I actually read an article. Who decided? Like, he could have either chose that to be the um, the end end of the movie, or uh-huh. the United Nations to be the end of the movie. He went with that one, and he said the end of it is what is supposed. What is more inspiring, like the child, like the 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 whole coming, the whole kumbaya, be as one people situation that you, you know clearly was going to be his uh, thing that you know was going to happen, or in the movie, and you're going to get either or, right? Yeah. You're going to get either or. Like one has to be a cut scene at, uh, yeah. at, the, at the credit scene, either that. So you're in the movie with either that or the, the inspiration, which is like inspiration of a kid, like the when the wonder of seeing that and being like, what who, the hell is who that? are you? Like you know, it's a, it's a Bugatti spaceship, and he goes like, dude, this is yours. Who are you? Like it, it's, yeah. it's a choice they made. Like if there were no such thing as credit scenes, I would have went with the United Nation. But mm-hmm. seeing that we we're going to get all we we're going to get all that anyway, I, I understand why they went with that. No, it wasn't that. I just thought it was like kind of corny. I know. That's why I didn't like it. Specifically. I mean, I mean, to be honest, either one of those were corny. Either that one or the United Nation thing. For, we were all for one, how good we the movie people. was, I just thought it was like a little bit of a letdown, and it brought me down from like five to like four and three quarter stars on this. Uh, <laughs> Okay, so the one real criticism besides that I have for the movie besides uh, the the how criticism how, how convenient it is that like they just had his body his dead comatose body uh-huh. was also like remembering Creed remembering like the movie, reason why that movie was so, one of the reasons so why the movie, one of the reasons why that movie was so great was the fights like the boxing. Match during the match, like the cutscenes of, or no, I'm sorry, the tracking shots of they're literally fighting, and then like there's no cuts in between. Like obviously they cheat the cut, but like you couldn't tell you're sitting there, like you, you feel like it's all one take, and, the, and you see all the action together, and it's they're using like, like wider angles to kind of right, showcase what's going and, on, and, and they cut and a this, lot in this. And it's a thing that happens because of we notice this as being wrestling fans with WWE television, right? It, it, or even actually in general with like you know. Like, when you see any uh, Scarlett Johansson action scene, you see it's cut to shit because clearly she can't do hurricane runners and all that stuff on people and put people in um, and tie people up in knots. So you have to do a lot of cheating. Um, the opening scene in um, in Korea, when they, they're fighting in there, that is a fantastic. That is a great tracking shot. And also chasing the, that whole part is a is a whole thing like the casino fight and then the chase oh, yeah. those are both great those are both fantastic those are best action of both of them but when you get to uh, the rituals and then like the battle scene with all the CGI 
and all the cuts and how close up shots are and everything, it kind of it kind of throws pulls you out at times. I, and I don't think this might be something well, the first time I didn't see it, but like after like the second or third view, you kind of get annoyed by it. I'd, I'd have to go back because I only watched the movie the one time. But right. I actually thought. This is what I liked about those ritual fight scenes. I liked them a little bit better than the, the casino fight scene and the uh, the chase scene because a lot of those scenes kind of reminded me of stuff you see in action movies a lot of the time, you know, like Fast and Furious and James Bond movies, stuff like that. Right, and I, I think that's the reason why I like it so much, the fact that, like, these superhero movies can't just be superhero movies. Like, we, right. need, we, need, lo- we, need, we need Ant-Mans, which are high school movies. We need Logan's, which are westerns. We need something to, like, kind of be... Be something bigger than just a standard right. issue superhero movie, and like this movie accomplished it by being by doing a bunch of different things. But like one of them was also dipping into that. But yeah, sorry. And, and and I don't disagree with that, and I don't think there's anything wrong with those scenes. They just weren't my favorites. What mm-hmm. I liked though was the ritual fight scenes because the actual, even though it was cut a lot. Being like a fight fan, seeing like the choreography, mm-hmm. they were choreographed. Even though they were cut up, they were choreographed so well and so like flawlessly. And there are like African tribal type of like uh, fight styles that they actually incorporated into those scenes. Mm-hmm. And you kind of saw the influence of that in like MMA, which are things you don't see a lot of in Marvel movies. So just being like a fight fan, I thought that they. And they were simple. They were quick. I mean, they weren't like super long in right. depth. And no, that, they were no, they were good. They just like once you see once you see what he did in Creed, you're thinking like a two on like, and then you see what he does in that on, um, that casino that casino scene. Yeah, and then like you're thinking like it's gonna be two on two. It's gonna be one on one like single handed combat like. This might be some mind blowing type of shit, but it just I, maybe it was, it was a thing no, where I was disappointed because well, one, it, it wasn't. At, I thought it was gonna be like some you know epic, yeah, yeah. And it just turned out to be merely good. I actually thought that <laughs> I actually thought the Mbaku fight scene was better than the ones that he had with Michael B. Jordan. I can see that because like there was actually like a real life. By that point in time, you're still trying to figure out like what are all of um Michael B. Jordan's capabilities yeah, yeah. and also his intentions for once he actually gets thrown and then. But like when Mbaku, you know, like immediately, like that dude's from that bad tribe. Yeah. From the, from the moment yeah. they cast themselves out, they didn't get cast out. They cast yeah. themselves out. You see how he talked to um to Shuri about you know. See how he started barking. Yeah, you gave you gave all of you gave all of you know the technological advancements of this country to a girl to that girl. And you're like, okay, you you're clearly the bad guy. We, yeah. and, and then like the, the part where like that felt really like a lot like Creed was when you know they're in trouble. And he says to them, uh, and Romana says, tell them who you are. All right, so we got cut off by the timer, um, but go ahead, James. But yeah, uh, basically, pretty much, uh, the Creed moment is uh, he's in a fight with, with M'Baku, and then uh, he gets in trouble, like he's like there's going to be danger, which is like, wow, he's in danger in the first like, half-hour of the movie. But, uh, like, you know, she, he's in danger, and then, Ramon, and then Queen Ramana says, uh, Ramon, you know, tell them who you are. And he goes, I'm, I'm Chaka, you know, father, I'm sorry, daughter, or daughter, uh, mother, <laughs> mother, I can't say the word, son, why can't I say son? Why can't I get that word out? He said, I am the Chaka, son of the, uh, the Chaka, I'm sorry, I'm the Chaka, son of the Chaka. And it was in, um, it was really inspirational how he overcame that, and, you know, and he's like, I'd like to present to, uh, Zuri goes, I'd like to present, uh, T'Challa. The Black Panther, like yeah. it was fantastic. And he was like, you know, my king. You know, he's like, thank you, sir. He goes, my king. Like it was, it was really, really, really uh, celebratory. Bro, her one-liners in the beginning. Oh my god, had me dying. Like, 
Yeah, like, I, that's one thing, because we didn't, because we talked about Nikki and we talked about, um, and we also talked about Koye, but, like, and I heard, I heard going in, like, she was, she was basically, like, this, the, Suri was, like, the, the runaway, like, hit of the movie. Uh-huh. And I, I really do enjoy her, but I was just so, I was just so into Okoye's character, how interesting it is to see, like, somebody, like, somebody like that to be, like, really full in all the way in love with your country to, to like fight and defend and everything else. I mean, don't get me wrong, like there's a bunch of bunch of black people that like that, but like that kind of devotion to your country and, and where you're from, like I really I thought I found that'd be really interesting also like how she how she dealt with like the death of the, the quote unquote death of T'Challa at the time and how she was gonna handle it. Like I thought it was interesting her story was it was great. But like she's funny and I can't wait until and I hope they do this because it would make no sense if they don't but like I can't wait for her to like get into the situation where she's uh in these gigantic Avengers movies when there's like gonna be 50 superheroes yeah uh, and like you're gonna see Tony Stark Iron Man and then she's basically like oh, you, oh you're considered like the you're considered like the, the, the biggest like technical technical um, <laughs> genius in the world nah bro like, I check gotta, this out check this out wait till I wait <laughs> she, she gonna ask him out and I can't wait I, I, want, I can't wait to see how people handle it cause I, I know I'm gonna love it <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna love it oh man so so yeah you mentioned that like the other movies like where do you see like the, the media fallout of this universe going I mean if it were me and I, I think I said this to you like I wanna I wanna um, certain movie. I want a spy Nakia movie. I want a Dora Milaje movie with um, with Okoye. Like I, I want, I want those. Want to see those movies? I I don't know if they'll be made because you know plans and everything. And <laughs> they're almost like Ti with that. Well, Ti is like Marvel. Pretty much has every movie planned out to twenty twenty eight. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I don't know if they'll ever get around to it, but like. They, they, if they, if they wanted to, they could do it because they did a lot of great work and character work with people where people were fully fleshed out. Mm-hmm. And I, and I thought it was really saying something because, like, you look at um, T'Challa's care, uh, story arc in Civil War, and there is there's a great argument to say that he is the fully most fleshed out like character arc of any superhero in in Marvel Cinematic Universe. Between what happened with like he learned how to basically like. Learn like he learned from so many mistakes and overcame so many things like where his father died in um, in uh, Civil War to wanting vengeance to seeing what what was tearing Tony and, and Rogers apart to realizing like vengeance will vengeance is a motherfucker it will it will ruin you so I'm 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 going to you know the bad guy in Civil War I'm going I'm not going I'm not going to kill him I'm going to send him to the, to the proper authorities like and then you go to where this where it's like he's trying to he's literally a man trying to keep his country together and he figured out how to do it. Like yeah, I would say in the Marvel cinema, cinema universe, yeah, I, that's probably true. Uh, the only other person I can think of that really comes to mind that is maybe Iron Man, Tony, Tony Stark. Maybe and, I mean don't get me wrong. Like but, in, in Captain, I'm sorry, because he definitely learned lessons in, especially in like um, Iron Man three, three yeah. and um, especially in Civil War, we realized like and I'm Avengers. right, but I'm going about it the wrong way. Yeah, um, and also like, I mean, but there's also the part where like that was he was going he was going to kill Rogers and uh, and Bucky, and, yeah. I, and at that point like I look I really wanted him to kill Rogers and Bucky at that point I really wanted him to kill them too I hate them too so much I go away like I'm so sick and tired of that that was actually the point I was going to make was like he learned these lessons and stuff but he did it over the course of, like what six seven movies whereas like we've had Black Panther for two movies so it is kind of very interesting how they've been able to fully realize this character so quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know, like... I think that was, like, a function of the pressure. 
two that was on this movie. To, oh, like, like, you, like there wasn't no like, hey, yeah, if they ain't get it right, like it wasn't gonna be a part two. But, like, but they, but with his introduction was almost stronger than any other. Yeah, because there's other characters that they have in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, like Hulk, like. The Vision. The Vision. They ain't done shit with the Vision. Scarlet Storm, or uh, Scarlet Witch. These other characters. Ain't done shit with her neither, really. They exist, but they're not fully fleshed out characters, and they've been around longer. So they're like the Dolph Ziggler's. No, no. I don't like Not exactly. (laughs) Just like, like, I feel like certain people, they've done a better job than others, but like, nobody's terrible. You know who's the Dolph Ziggler of the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Oh, God. Hawkeye. Ooh. <laughs> that's when Hawkeye's actually a geek, though. Like, Hawkeye, like, when they did, like, that's one of the things that killed, um, they, they actually, like, hurt. I know they were, I, feel, I know, I get what they were trying to do on Ultron, yeah. but, like, ultimately hurt the movie because, like... He didn't belong. Like, the whole thing is trying to show, like... They're trying to show that, like, you know, the people that, that are that are actual human beings actually really do matter. Yeah. And I guess that was a way to carry out to worry about, like, getting to Black uh, Civil War. But at the same time, like, I really do not find Hawkeye interesting at all. And even though his wife is lovely and I love uh, Linda Cardellini, um, from, especially from Freaks and Geeks, but that ain't enough. Just because I love your wife doesn't mean I, I give a damn if you die or not. Yeah, like, I love Freaks and Geeks. I will, so I'll just say this. You know, like you guys said, they planned out pretty much everything going forward. But they've essentially succeeded in creating this other alternative. Or they could do it. I don't know if they already knew it. They could do it. They did such a good job in this movie that they could do it. I don't think they will create movies out of these other characters. I just don't think that that's how Marvel really uh, operates as far as like marketability. There's not, not enough proven stock in those other characters to have full-fledged stories. But they have this other... Like major now major major mega franchise yep. that it, it it's already bigger than Iron Man. It's bigger than mm-hmm. Thor. It's bigger than Captain America. It's bigger than every. It's the the first week did better than every Marvel movie except for the first Avengers, which is shocking. And like and right I now, I never would have thought it would have did none Avengers numbers, but it did. All those other movies exist to basically propel the story with the Avengers and mm-hmm. they extended. Marvel Universe, they'll they'll kind of, and not that this doesn't ex- exist in a vacuum, but it is this sort of set apart. Uh, what what is the word brand or mm-hmm. thing that that franchise? They, it's it, yeah, that's it's a, a franchise inside a franchise. It's a franchise that has now established itself. It's the NWO to their WCW. It's <laughs> it's a big deal. Yeah, man. I, I guess that's a good place to leave it. Um, I overall like. I thought this was. One of the best movies I've ever seen. I, you know, um, I saw a lot of people get dressed up for the movies and enjoy themselves, and I loved every second of it. I loved the uh, moment that it was uh, in time for uh, for Twitter, uh, for yeah. for everything else. Like as far as like all the memes, all the jokes, all the analysis, think pieces, whether I agree with them or not. It was just nice to see, um, like see like. You know, I've never really had a, a reason to watch uh, any superhero movies. Like, per- it just never like reached out to me, but this one did. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I'm, I'm glad I got to see it, and I'm I can't wait for the next one. I hope we get uh, Black Panther and the Infinity Gauntlet and the Secret Wars. <laughs> okay, so if you were to ask me where they're going, because you know they're doing fate, you know this is now going to be Phase Four after after um, 
after I don't know, I haven't looked at it. You know, they come with a phase basically like we like right. basically like we do certain like four or five movies over the span of like two, three years and then we have a part where like all the a bunch of them have to get together to figure something out or or fight something, or whatever, right? So they have WrestleMania season. I think pretty, yeah, <laughs> so more or less in the last like four years instead of one year. So um, now that we're coming up against, um, we're this summer, we're going to have the part one of uh, the Infinity Wars, and then part two will be the conclusion. I think after Infinity War, like, if I were them, or not if I were them, but like, if they were going to, like, have, going, if it was time for, if it was time for Rogers or Stark, Iron Man, Iron Man 2, like, to die, people have to die. Like, yeah. there's been one thing about these movies, like, nobody ever dies yet. No, no one, no, nobody of consequence has died yet in yeah. all, all, all these 18 movies, right? It, it needs to be time. To go. It needs, people need to go right. Given the storyline and also what happened in the comic of of, this, of what they're pulling this movie from that's coming up, people need to die. Yeah, like so if they're going to basically start over with like the Avenger Initiative or something similar or the Illuminati, whatever they do. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a comic book Illuminati. Yes, Rich. Um, so if, they, well, if that's what they want, they want to do, if that's what they're going to do, then like the person that should shoot two six, yeah, the power of the pyramid. So if somebody <laughs> does actually. Um, in fact, to see Tony Stark as being like the, the, at the forefront of all of this, and, and Robert Downey Jr., it needs to be Chadwick Chad Boseman and Black Panther because they 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 knocked out the part with this in a way that like set up set up everything to fall online in a similar way to like you look back ten years what they did with Iron Man, mm-hmm. like yeah, you should absolutely that should be the path they go down. Yeah, so yeah, great job by by everybody involved in that one. Like I I, I love this movie I, and like. And this is a person that like literally will go out to see any pretty much any Marvel DC movie or Star Wars movie and go out like at the forefront like first weekend go see it. I, I really enjoy this one about as probably more than any other movie I can think of out of all of them. Yeah, man, I, I think that's a good place to leave it. Um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, make sure you guys check out uh, all the other shows on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. We have, I have a show. I got a show. He on does. That. He does. <laughs> you guys are pulling wonderful numbers. Uh, keeping it strong style, the New Japan uh, Pro Wrestling Podcast. Uh, I, I don't think there's a, a better New Japan show out there than that one. So, uh, I, you, know what, you know what? I don't think there is either, but even if there was, I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> so you might as well listen to us because good luck trying to find some, so another one that's as good either. Yep. So, yeah. Well, yeah, make <laughs> sure you guys check out. Uh, Real niche. The uh, SFC podcast was the Ricky and Clive show. Um, and if you are hearing this right now on Anchor and you've listened to it for the hour, thank you for the other one. And we're going to combine these and get these up on uh, the Social Suplex Podcast Network feed. If you're listening to it on there, don't worry about any of that. We can put links to, to, to the, the to the podcast to actually check out its entirety too, right? Yep. Okay, so yep. we'll get that down in the description link too. Yep. All right, y'all. We out of here. Later. Peace. Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever. Wakanda forever.